Talk a little more. I'll, I'll get a bead on your uh, volume here. So the other day I was walking down the street and I saw this, um, this giraffe and he was like totally messing up some telephone poles. And I was like, yo, man, what's this giraffe doing? And I was like, yeah, what's going on? And he was like, nope, I'm just messing up some telephone poles. And All right, that's enough of that. Oh, <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode three of the show. I'm your host, Endgamer, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Ed Bellus. Uh, hey. And actually, Ed, I have uh, something of a personal question for you, if you're uh, prepared to answer. I'm always prepared for you. All right. And uh, this very personal question, are you a baseball fan? No. No, you're not. Okay. Then uh, you might not have heard that this previous season, the uh, the theme for the baseball playoffs was you can't script October. And I thought that was pretty neat, and that's what we're talking about tonight. Uh, the question is, what's going to be the story of 2010, of the 2010 contest? What years later are we going to be talking about the big event or the big... Uh, shift in the site that happened uh, in 2010. So uh, before we dive right into that, I wanted to just touch briefly on the other uh, kind of fun poll of the days that are happening right now. Those are, of course, the Game of the Year polls. And on a scale of 1 to 10, how close have you been following these, Ed? Probably a negative (laughs) 3. Okay. I don't think you're alone. Uh, (laughs) the, The problem with these Game of the Year polls, they get less interesting every year because there are so few um, non-multi-platform games. I mean, there were a lot of really good games that came out at the end of the year, but hardly any of them were, you know, system-specific. You had um, New Mario Brothers, which is, of course, killing on the Wii poll right now. You had Uncharted 2, which destroyed the PS3 poll. I did see that. And beyond that, um, everything else was on the PC, the 360, the PS3, some combination of the above. It's not quite as exciting. I, I just wanted to quickly point out, if you do want to take a look at the Game of the Years, uh, do a search for stats on Board 8, and Carvey has a pretty cool topic. It's the GODY Stats and Discussion, and I made a little prediction there that I'm just going to put on the record here. Uh, This is my final prediction for game of the year for this uh, season. We're probably going to see that final poll on the 11th, and I'm thinking the winner will be Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Uh, Should win fairly easily. In a bit of an upset, I'm taking Uncharted 2 to take the silver this year. I think being uh, the kind of the PS3 flagship is going to help it out there. Uh, just edging new Super Mario Brothers. And in fourth place, I have Assassin's Creed 2. Where, uh, where is Scribblenauts? Scribblenauts, uh, 
I don't think you're watching closely. It was destroyed in the DS poll. It's a shame. It's yeah. a real shame. It, um, <clears throat> I actually thought it would do a little better than it did because it seemed like one of those hardcore fan base kind of games. But no, it got beaten up pretty badly. Yeah. Uh, the other little prediction I made in that topic was uh, I'm hoping that SB will also run a Game of the Decade poll, um, as was done a couple years back. Uh, this one it would, of course, include Modern Warfare 2 if it wins, and Brawl, which won in 08. And so it would give us all of the best GODYs of the decade. And there, I predicted that Call of Duty could beat Resident Evil for the number two spot, and Leon really thinks I'm crazy, but I stand behind that. I think uh, COD is uh, really hot right now, and it's going to be tough for Resident Evil to catch it, especially with RE4 sharing the GameCube with so many games and the PS2 with some games. Uh, I just think it's in a bad position there. Ed, what was your game of the year besides Knots? I only played Scribblenauts. Okay. Um, I, I, I played like maybe uh, a couple matches of Street Fighter 4. That was pretty fun. Um, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, um, yeah. Was that with Tranny and HM or was it? No, just- that was just with against the computer. Um, I haven't braved the, uh, the online strata yet. Um, okay. I, I will eventually uh, do that. But, okay. Well, then, let's hear your pick for Game of the Decade. I'll rattle them off for you. Uh, what would you vote between Final Fantasy X, Metroid Prime, The Wind Waker, GTA San Andreas, Resident Evil 4, Twilight Princess, Galaxy, Brawl, and Modern Warfare 2? Oh, I didn't realize how Nintendo-centric that list was. Yes, it, read it off to me. very much is. Um, so I've only, I've only played the Nintendo games on there. I'd probably pick um, Prime out of that list if I had to uh, pick one of those. Although I feel like San Andreas would be one of those games I would really enjoy if I ever played it. But that's not really fair to uh, judge off of that, I guess. Yeah. But uh, hopefully SB will do that for us and we'll get to... Uh, We'll get to find out. But that would be neat. I like decade retrospectives. Mm-hmm. There's certainly been enough of them in the last uh, two weeks. Not, not, not enough. Not enough. We not need enough. more. Okay. All right. Moving on, the big story for this episode, we wanted to talk about what is going to be the story of 2010. And just to uh, briefly recap... If you think about it, really every character contest has had its own story. 2003 was, of course, the big square shift. Uh, were you following the contest yet then, Ed? I've been following them since the beginning, actually. Since the very beginning, okay. The very beginning, since um, Kyo and Pac-Man. I think that was my first match. Wow, that is actually way back. That is way back, yep. Um, so, so, of course, 2003, we all thought Link won easily last year. He's got Wind Waker. He's going to win even more easily. And then Kingdom Hearts came along, brought a lot of people back into the Square fan base. And it was a really great year for Square. Cloud won. 2004, the story of that year is kind of sad. Uh, basically the year of SFF. Yeah, that was a bad story. <laughs> that was 
kind of a depressing story. <laughs> it, it's so weird because in 03 we were all rooting, yeah, Ganondorf against Link. How cool would that be? Yeah, I remember that. And then CJ's like, okay, I'll give you eight of those matches. <laughs> in a row. Awesome. And they were all terrible. <laughs> so, so that wasn't too fun. Um, and then we move along 2005, where after such a good year for Square, a lot of people thought they'd just uh, keep it going. And all of a sudden, this Nintendo boost out of nowhere, even the mid-card Nintendo guys suddenly became world beaters. And that kind of continued on into 06. 06 was more the, the story of Snake um, and the story of people being so hyped for Brawl already, just from the trailer. And, of course, uh, you remember how epic Snake's run was that year, Ed? I do, yes. Um, heavily an underdog to Mega Man, destroyed him, destroyed Sonic. And that's after losing to uh, Mega Man the previous year. Yeah, in fact, he lost in 03 and 04, yes. and 04 was not even close. Um, so I didn't give him any kind of chance. I thought, oh, this, you know, this will be an up year for him. He'll probably get closer, but I never thought he could pull it off. And then, of course, uh, 2007. What was the story of that year, Ed? Well, that was the uh, the joke characters, Endgamer. Yes, indeed. The rise of the jokes, of course, uh, toppling the mighty Lincoln Cloud with uh, L Block victory. 2008 was kind of weird. It. <laughs> Story of the year was uh, hard to say. I I would say the story of 2008 was the bandwagon fan base factor. Kirby got some favorable matchups. All of a sudden, he started knocking out people he had no business beating, and by the end, he looked like a you know a mid card of the Noble Nine kind of character. It's pretty wild. And then as soon as he was out, it seemed like all that uh, fan base started backing Snake. You know, this is our chance to finally maybe defeat Link with someone besides uh, L-Block. And so, as you see, every year has had its story. Um, but you can't script the GameFAQs contest. But we're going to try anyways. So, Ed, what are some thoughts you have? What could be the, the big thing that people remember 2010 for? I feel like, I don't know, I feel like this is going to be one of those years where there might be another shift. I feel like it's kind of been, at least in terms of the games contest, I've noticed that we've we've kind of moved away from Nintendo domination to a certain extent. I think now the big thing is going to be more, quote-unquote, casual games, like for the 360 like you see Call of Duty doing so well in the game in the game of the year poll you see the the, the 360 doesn't have that much sti- like stigma any longer associated with it I don't know if that's necessarily going to translate well into this contest though I think I remember both of us predicting that the Call of Duty 4 characters would, would all flop but I feel like I don't know we see us all over that last year with Altair doing decently well um a couple other characters doing decently well. So I don't know. I think maybe that would be one of the um the shifts. Like I don't I I can't really see that much Nintendo domination this year. Maybe I'm just a conservative in that sense. Like I don't see the Pokemon trainer doing that well. I don't see Charizard doing that well. But I'm probably wrong because I'm me. I definitely agree that there's a slight shift going on. Um 
one thing I don't think a lot of people remember is last year, you know, the 2008 polls, we had um, Brawl, of, of course, won Game of the Year. And yet another thing that SB always asks is Console of the Year. And uh, people, I think, would be surprised to hear if, if they don't remember exactly, but the PS3 beat the Wii pretty easily, which would have been unthinkable the previous two years. It was, you know, the fir- first the Wii was way out above everybody, and then it was like maybe the 360 can, can challenge it. And then last year, even the PS3 beat it, and you got to think it's going to be even worse of a beatdown this year, you know, with only new Mario out there to, you know, kind of defend the Wii at all. And yet... Um, we're in a strange position because people seem to be moving away from Nintendo somewhat, and yet they aren't really moving back to Square like they did in 2003. It's just been so long since Square's had a really notable release, and maybe Final Fantasy 13 will be that release, but that's still a ways off, and it's not going to play into our upcoming contest here. So... It's like the shift is toward, as you mentioned, these more casual characters, um, these 360 games, these shooters, and yet none of those games have really recognizable characters. I think people like the games a lot, but no one really goes that wild for Master Chief. People seem to get behind Kratos at least a little bit, and... Altair gets by apparently on his, you know, cool character design somewhat, but it's like this latest, you know, non-Nintendo, non-Square generation just does not seem to be producing icons to really stand up against the titans of of the contests. I would agree with that. I feel like um, I feel like part of the reason that, and I, this has always been a question that I've wondered, which was really. Do the characters get their strength from the games, or is it some sort of external factor, like the icon, the iconicity? Is that a word? Iconicity. Icon- no. All right, iconicity of the um, of the characters. Like you look at Link, and you think, okay, are people voting because they like the Zelda series, or because the characters are so appealing to so many people, or is it a combination of both? And I, I feel like, like you said, that these new characters don't really have that universal appeal that the Nintendo characters have, or at least the appeal to the, the fan base of game FAQs, which is what you need to succeed in the contest. Um, I mean, you look at the Square characters, the Nintendo characters, they've been a part of our, con- our, our culture for so long, and you have to wonder, there needs to be some kind of monumental release to sort of upend that to a certain extent. And I feel like Master Chief was probably the closest thing that could have happened to that. And he did pretty well in 2007, but I don't know if he's ever going to be at that level. It's weird. Yeah, it it seems unlikely that he could ever get back to that level of hype. Mm. And that's kind of disappointing because that's kind of where, where I was thinking that we might be heading back in 07 when he was, you know, tearing, tearing the bracket up in those four ways was kind of okay. Nintendo isn't so big anymore. Square's kind of going down. The 360's picking up, and I thought maybe you know here is the icon for the 360. You know he he's the the Sonic, the Mario of the new generation. I was kind of drinking the Kool Aid or uh, the the Mountain Dew the game game fuel. fuel. 
Um, I must admit, I, I was sipping that a little bit in 07 when he was, you know, going steady with uh, Snake there, uh, even toward the end of his run. But then a year later, and he's back to kind of being a joke, and I don't see him, you know, being that much better, uh, really redeeming himself this year either. So it, it, we're kind of in an odd position where, you know, the Western RPGs aren't producing any squalls or clouds and um the the western aren't and of course the the japanese ones aren't really either and so we we don't have uh, we seem to not have characters that everyone can get behind who have a story that people actually care about beyond saying yeah they you know that game was pretty fun so maybe i'll vote for him for a round or two yeah i feel like um i feel like that the stronger characters seem like they're fading off, like you said. And I feel like in the absence of that, there's no one really stepping up to fill that vacuum. So in theory, what we should get is a tighter contest. You should get, like, characters that are closer together in strength. You should get closer matches. But I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen because, like I, like I was hinting at earlier – it really calls into question why the characters are popular. Are they popular because of the games, or are they popular because of external factors? So I think we're going to have to start questioning that when the Noble Nine doesn't really decrease in strength. And even though like they haven't had notable releases in years, um, to a certain extent, I feel like it's they're not going to get any... They're going to get a little weaker, but not noticeably weaker that they might be upended. Although I do have Mega Man losing too. Zach Fair for some ungodly reason, but hey, whatever. I kind of feel as though the Noble Nine is collapsing, but it's almost the case of everyone below them is collapsing almost as quickly. Yeah. And so we we can't even really notice until you know this generation produces an actual Mario that could could stand up to them. But I, I liked your point earlier where in theory the race should kind of tighten up. There shouldn't be, you know, the haves and have-nots as much as there was back in, say, 2004. And that's kind of where I'm leaning for this contest. I think the Nintendo top tier will probably still be fine, but I think everyone below that top three is going to be somewhat vulnerable this year. And I think Square is going to be vulnerable as well. I think it's going to result in a lot of closer matches than the stats might tell you, and probably in a lot more upsets and really unexpected, wacky results than uh, you'd think just looking over the board odds uh, as they currently sit right now. I would agree with that. The other thing I think is going to be kind of interesting, I don't know if it'll be a story, but it'll definitely be a subplot, is the cool new twist with the 12-hour matches. Now, uh, I promised uh, Tom I would talk about this uh, at least a little bit, and I know you're not um, a big expert on the vote trends during the day, Ed. That is correct. But basically the way I see it going down is that the day matches are going to be nearly identical to a normal match. Um, with maybe a little bit uh, fewer votes. Because basically the way it breaks down is matches aren't really decided in the first hour, but that's a pretty huge hour uh, for all the you know hardcore fans staying up to vote. 
and then where matches are really decided if they're still in question at all is during that after school vote in the afternoon. And so basically I think, you know, all the people who are hardcore enough to stay up till midnight and vote right away, they're going to be getting their votes in sometime uh, when they get home from work or school or a little before midnight. So I don't really see that changing. I see, uh, I could predict some pretty weird results though for our night matches because I, I think the same people who were there at night are still going to be there. But after that, there's just this huge drop off in votes. And then the only real surge is, uh, Europe waking up later on in the night. And then people waking up and getting in some votes before school or work in the morning. But that is uh, a pretty tiny amount compared to what usually happens in the afternoon. So I think we're going to be seeing some uh, pretty strange results in our night matches, uh, more so than you might think uh, based on how a lot of people are treating it in the stats topic and on the boards. So I hope you enjoyed that thorough breakdown, Tom, for your uh, excellent reply last week. And beyond that, any any other thoughts, Ed, as to something uh, weird that might happen or or something we might remember uh, years later about 2010? Well, the thing about the weirdness that happens in the contest is that it's weird specifically because few people predict it. And I feel like the only contest that hasn't really had any weirdness like that has been 2004 because it was the most predictable bracket of all time. Even the villains contest had some weirdness to it with um, Diablo impressing in that regard. So I think that there's going to be some character. Maybe it's going to be Phoenix Wright who's going to get to like round four for some reason. Maybe it'll be um, Prinny. Who knows? I think like maybe it'll be Lightning beating Sonic. I think there's going to be some at least one thing that's going to happen that's going to come completely out of left field. And that's why I love these contests because you can you can analyze the stats all you want, but at the end of the day, like you said, you can't predict October. No, you you cannot. And even, you know, people always bash the villains contests and say, you know, that was the worst ever and all that. And yet it had Master Hand beating what people thought was a a fairly powerful, you know, really really well respected Final Fantasy villain out of nowhere, like that blew people away. It had cats going even with a Kingdom Hearts villain for the longest time. You know, if if you had people told people those two things before the contest started, they would have called you crazy. And yet, even the probably worst contest ever as uh, it's often described, had these kind of crazy moments. And I think especially with 127 matches, we're going to be seeing a lot of that here in 010. But as you said, where exactly it's going to happen, it's anyone's guess, really. So in the end, we spent 30 minutes saying that we don't know what's going to happen. But we said it. <laughs> we said it, well. and we said it well. You said it well. That's what matters. And uh, that's why they pay us the big bucks? <laughs> the big epop. The big epop. Remember this yeah. episode during UOTY? Yes. O ten. Remember this episode and try not to hold it against us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that 
just about does it for another um, kind of unusual episode. As I said, I think from here out we're mainly going to be talking uh, more specifically about matches and then once the contest is underway, really getting into uh, results and some predictions. But again, wanted to step away from that a little bit this year, try to look at the big picture for O10. So, uh, Ed, any final thoughts for our viewers? Um, looking at this bracket... Um, I don't even remember half these characters being here. Like, <laughs> I feel like we, we, we want 128 characters so badly because we know there's going to be snubs with 64, and yet half these people are fodder at best, you know? Yeah. It's a, I, weird, it's a weird dynamic. I agree. It's um, At some point, I think we do need to just cut out the bottom half and just say, you know, if if a character really deserved to be here... He'd be in the 64, and really, you don't need to cry about it. But uh, we have until next year to worry about that. Yes. I really hope that they do this format, assuming this format doesn't really bomb terribly with a games contest next time. That would be interesting to have a um, uh, 128 games in a one-on-one setting with 12-hour matches and hopefully a mixed-generation bracket. That would be amazing. And that's actually what I'm most pumped about for the future, because not only could we do 128, not only could we we mix it up, uh, get a lot of new games in there, but I think also next time around, SB will be kind of, you know, semi-retiring OOT and FF7, say a champions kind of bracket, as, you know, we did back in 05, and then... Man, would that be exciting. There's so much debate even now what the number three game on this site is, and there's about ten different games that people will ask if you, people will tell you if you ask them. And to settle that debate in a 1v1 setting, that would be incredible, I think. That would be great, yeah. So, something to look forward to uh, for the future. Also, the female villains contest. Yeah, let's uh, let's hold on to that one. That that would be uh, that'd be awesome. 128 female villains in a uh, one-on-one setting. That'd be uh, be great. Let's run uh, that one right after the quotes contest. Awesome. <laughs> so stoked. <laughs> maybe maybe two matches a day. One two quotes, matches a day. A one uh, female villain. Who can handle this much awesome. The ultimate. That would be the ultimate. (laughs) The ultimate. Indeed. All right. Well, that's enough rambling on from us. Um, We will see you again in seven days for episode four of the contest, where, as I said, we'll uh, break into the bracket a little bit more. So until then, uh, this was the show, and signing off. Sayonara. Standing in line to see the show. Waiting for